Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Why is the payroll down? if the finances are better this year than last year? Well, finances are, are not better, but again, I'm not going to talk about uh, specific financial parameters or, or, or our budget. What I will tell you is the revenues that we generate from the Boston Red Sox are reinvested into the Boston Red Sox baseball operation, our operating expenses, and Fenway Park. Um, and that has been consistent for 23 years. Um, this is not a profit-oriented business, the baseball business. This is a, uh, a responsibility, a stewardship by John, Tom, and Mike to do everything they can to put a winning, great product on the field, and that will continue in 2024 and beyond. But the team's worth $4.5 billion. I mean, they've made 10x of the investment. I mean, it's certainly not been a, you know, a not-for-profit ever. <laughs> well, you know, what something is worth is what someone will pay for it down the road, but you have an operation, right? You have operating revenues and you have operating expenses, and uh, those have to line up and uh, each and every year, and I can assure you that those revenues are going in uh, to, to, to the player expenses. Speaking of what it's worth... Account. Second hour, WEEI with KJ. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday here. And, and maybe this just might be just a nice distraction of, you know, the Celtics being up by damn near 50 against the Golden State Warriors. At Sam Kennedy earlier this week on the Greg Hill Show talking with Chris Curtis about the finances around the Red Sox. And what Sam, I, I, I'll say this, Sam Kennedy wasn't blowing you smoke. And something hit me, and it's kind of tied to this industry that we're in. Broadcast. See, when you're when you're a broadcaster or you provide entertainment, you look at the overall market as a whole, right? And then from there, determine what's the viability of said product on a field or in a theater or how many movie theaters you have in a market based on your population and their their movable cost, right? So we all discuss here that New England is one of the richest regions in the country. A lot of old money. If you want to know how Hollywood is invented, 
Just ask one of your old, old relatives, you know, that was in their 40s, at least in the 1950s, and they tell you that they know a few people that cut a check or two. Yeah, L.A. is only exists because a lot of rich New England money. But as time goes on, so do demographics and their shifts and how you make these determinations. Okay, so just metropolitan area, some places you'll have to ignore. So, for example, if I mention San Francisco, it does recognize Oakland as its own metropolitan area tied to, like, Richmond, California. Stuff like It's a bit in the woods, but this is getting to the point of why you can't keep thinking that the Yankees and the Red Sox are in the same ballpark just because they're in the same division. Metropolitan area one, New York. Los Angeles two, Chicago three. This is viewing, not necessarily radio. Dallas four, Houston's five, D.C. six, Philadelphia seven. Uh-oh. Atlanta eight, Toronto nine. Watch that. Miami ten. That's where both uh, Detroit eleven. San Diego twelve. A couple of Mexican cities. This is based in North America. Phoenix thirteen. Boston fourteen. The Inland Empire, which is really east of Los Angeles. Fifteen. Here's what I'm telling you. Boston at 14 is closer to 20 than they are to 5. So look, look, Yankees, about 20 million people in New York City. So if you wanted to have a $200 million payroll and said everybody in New York City has got to put money down, the exact amount would be $10. L.A., $15. This is everybody. And keep in mind, everybody doesn't go. Chicago, $22. I'll just go ahead and fast forward to Boston. $40.80. If you wanted to have a $200 million payroll for the Red Sox, and you say, okay, we want everybody in the Boston, which includes Worcester, it also includes Manchester, New Hampshire, as part of the area. $40 per person. And if someone doesn't go, then someone's got to pick up the 81 bucks. So when you hear people say, oh man, they made all this money and they have the highest ticket prices. Well, there's your identity of why the ticket price kind of starts relatively high. If you're going to say, if if every person in this market is going to be responsible, I'm not talking about living in Boston, just inside the city of Worcester, everything inside and just outside the nuclear shell. $40.80 per person for everybody. And everybody ain't going. So Sam Kennedy's right. It is not necessarily this big for-profit business. What they He's right. What they're worth is really what someone's willing to come pay. Not what, what you see on paper now. That's all occurred over the years. Now, at one time, Boston, I think, used to be the fifth largest market in the country. But how many decades ago was that? Population shifts have changed. Phoenix has suddenly come out of nowhere, it seems. Phoenix is massive now. Boston, we've got people leaving. (laughs) It's too cold. People keep doing that over generations. Numbers start to dwindle. And the price to get high price free agents doesn't make so much sense. So if you told me which of these teams were most likely to make a deal to go get CJ Chrome, would it be Detroit? 
Miami, the Diamondbacks, Seattle, because all of those teams are within three, going one way or the other of the Red Sox. This is why I'm not surprised. See, history is only historic. Now is now. So in the division, outside of Baltimore, every single team in the major, uh, outside of Baltimore and and Tampa, Tampa is smaller, obviously, than Boston. It's like 19. Toronto, New York. Toronto, New York. Gosh, who am I thinking? I can't think of the other team right now. I've been here a while. Just those two, and then Baltimore. and Then Baltimore, then you get to the smaller ones, right? So if anything, on that math, Boston would be behind Toronto and New York in spending just in the AL East. Who are they behind in spending in the AL East? Toronto and New York. A lot of it has to do with size and moving populations. Look at the NL Central, if I want to use an example. Outside of Chicago, St. Louis is small. Milwaukee is small. Cincinnati is small. Pittsburgh is small. What results do you usually get from them? Small. Limited. Diamondbacks, oh, they're a small market team. Uh Uh-uh, not what I just told you right here. They just happen to catch the wind and the sail at the right time, and they are a type of team that could turn around and say, okay, maybe we start spending a little more because we have growing demographics. I mean, look, the Dodgers, the way they could spend, they're number two. Chicago, I think that's more of a choice. Look what the Rangers have just done in Dallas. The Astros, look what they do. D.C. can't really count them in because that's the they're still trying to figure out what they if they're really committed to baseball. Look what the Phillies always tend to do. They spend. Atlanta spends. Toronto spends. Miami, they're just that one team that's a top 10 market that they don't spend, but I think it's because in Miami people are so busy doing something else besides watching a sport. So I'm not mad. I'm not confused. I'm not baffled that the Red Sox haven't made these super big moves because the people are making moves out of New England. They're going to other places. I mean, good gosh. Is it Glenn Ordway? In Phil- isn't isn't he in Phoenix now? <laughs> like, when he left, he didn't stay, but he went to Phoenix. That's where everybody's going. It's the place to be. No humidity, plenty of sun. I think probably water will then become, you know, kind of like a, a class. In, Sir, I just want some water. How rich are you? But yeah. So you might have to start looking at as the Red Sox as the best spending team among teams like Miami, the Tigers, Arizona, Seattle, the Twins, Tampa. They're the best of those teams. Population is just not allowing the Red Sox to be as important. This isn't like the NFL where the Chiefs, I mean, gosh, there's a population in Kansas City that's probably just a little, makes it a little bit bigger than Providence by itself. But the NFL works totally different. It doesn't care where your population is. It just says, look, you got a good team, fans will travel. Yeah, the flip side of that, Arizona, as I mentioned, one of these growing cities, horrible football franchise. Baseball? That's where the things are changing.
if you've got a dying, because of Pittsburgh, dying in terms of population, Cincinnati is the same way. Baltimore, I would even put in that in that category. That's why they were bad for so long, because they just saw how population numbers were changing and some of the financials that go along with it. You, I totally get what you're like, man, why are we paying this amount to see this quality on the field? Again, just to have a $200 million payroll, and you say everybody's responsible, $40.80 per person. And everybody isn't going. So look for more C.J. Crone signings to happen. Jordan Montgomery, man, he may just end up staying in Texas. <laughs> I think if this at this point, if you're not signed somewhere and people are already into spring training, like who's going to have the patience for that other than the people who already know what you're doing? Well, and if he's going to take one of those pillow contracts like we saw Chapman and Bellinger take, why would he take it with the Red Sox and not go somewhere where you can win a World Series again? Well, that's the thing, right? I think some some things that also tell you is, how far are you into it? Like in football where you have the mandatory camps, right? Like they're mandatory. Well, that's what spring training is. You're not going to just skip out on spring training and be like, yeah, coach, I'm just going to be ready unless there's somebody who already knows what your work habits are and what what they're going to get out of you and so forth before you get back out there. Because now if you're a team, you're like, well, why would you sign a guy to be your ace and he's not at spring training yet? Like, if anything, you might be looking at somebody to be on the backside of the rotation who you can have more patience with, but not the guy you want to roll out on opening day. So, Jordan Montgomery, like he might go to San Francisco. They're in the mix as well. I'm not going to completely count out the Red Sox, but you have to believe if Scott Boris is on the phone and you know this franchise is not going to be spending the way it used to spend, you're probably not returning too many calls. So how does it get fixed? You probably have to start changing the approach of play for the Red Sox to be a little more small ball, more defensive. Thankful they can score runs as the team is constructed right now. You know, but in Trevor Story's contract, that really is going to be maybe the last big uncertain contract that you see the Red Sox do. Because right? if, if you're if you're front office, you got to be. Okay, we gave this guy his money two years ago, and we're going into year three and haven't even seen a full year. Why would we jump on the wagon of just trying to chase money after players when we're still trying to address the one that's in front of us? To that point, we look at the Carl Crawford contract as like one of the worst contracts that the Red Sox have ever given out, and Crawford performed better in the first two years of his deal than Story has in his. And it was a different time, right? Like these cities that I mentioned... Phoenix was still you're not thinking about spending a bunch of money there in Phoenix on baseball and even Houston you weren't even really thinking of the Astros in that regard people kind of forget now the Astros were just kind of in this lull at one point the Rangers were a non-factor they just happened to be a team out west you know (laughs) they weren't making any noise you know baseball used to be so AL East dependent you had to have the Yankees you had to have the Red Sox but now if you see with the Braves and the resurgence that they've had, that kind of is reminiscent of what they were in the 90s with Glavin and with, uh, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of his name. Smoltz. Right Maddox. Smoltz and Maddox and those guys is so long ago. Um, by putting that similar DNA there, that, hey, Atlanta, one of these growing metropolis places that people are relocating to, 
come down here and see baseball. The weather's better. I mean, it's just where it is. Unless you can convince your friends to stop moving from New England, then, you know, keep those population numbers up. Because the day that Boston drops out of the top 10 in terms of radio, in terms of population, the conversation becomes very, very different. Very different. And I think the small signs of seeing that different conversation you hear, uh, you're seeing now is through the Red Sox not spending a whole lot of money for this team. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. I swear my mouth won't fall off. I just did BetMGM for the previous four hours. I had a five-minute break. Is am I telling you the truth, Zach? A five-minute break came in here now doing this show. So if my tongue falls off during the show, I will videotape it and share it, and hopefully it goes viral. But now it's time for Trending with Zach. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. That's the murder music that the Celtics have been riding on the Warriors today. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's such a blowout that Tatum and Brown may be on their way home, literally, to get rest. Like, you guys can go home. Your job's over. It's done. I mean, consistently, the game has not gotten beyond a 45-point lead. You know, it's I don't I, I can't. It's it's impressive. KJWEEI, good Sunday to you. 617-779-7937, text line. 37937 still to come. We'll play draft class. Who's available in the draft at three? And should the Patriots take that player and some of the intel that is out now, courtesy of CBS, um, that I find pretty interesting of why I got to some of my answers. And of course, the greatest of all time on the mic promo for Wrestle Madness, the one seed, The Rock going up against the four seed, Dusty Rhodes. What is that kind of foreshadowing because of Cody, right? Just text Dusty or Rock to 37937. We will reveal who the winner is to determine who goes up against the 2-3 seed next week and then determine who is the greatest of all time, the GOAT on the mic promo for pro wrestling. 
this is one of the craziest things I've seen statistically regarding the Celtics or any team, and I don't even know when you had some of your more dominant teams if this even existed as a number this high. Okay, for for the for the Celtics to win the East, the division, one hundred percent. Like it's it's a guarantee. There's no point, nothing. And okay, we can go with that. To win the conference, seventy two percent. Damn. Like if you're in Milwaukee, you're like, what are we chopped liver? At this point, kinda yeah, they think. And to win the NBA finals, this is crazy. Fifty four percent. Let me let me break that down to you for those who don't want to do math right now. They're saying whoever comes from the West doesn't even have a voter's chance to win the election against the Celtics in the finals. They're saying it doesn't matter who comes from the West. The Celtics have a 54% chance to win it all. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be excited for today. And yes, celebrate today. You don't want to get things too much in front of you. And let's, and let's be honest. When you're thinking about the psyche of the Celtics team, you probably had this game circled a couple, maybe about a, a month ago back, saying, okay, let's see what happens when, when, when Golden State comes to town because they tend to be kind of the kryptonite mentally for the Celtics. Okay, that's handled. Again, like I said, when I tell you Man, you might win a quiz game if you can name the the five players on the court right now just by guessing if you're not looking at the game in front of you when I tell you that nobody for the Celtics will play the rest of this game. I mean, those Celtics could win by three, and you you could not tell me it was a close game. No, I just tell you, like, hey, Peyton Pritchard played probably damn near 40 minutes. (laughs) It's bad, but it's really good. And it's really good because I think out of the story that we're seeing develop with the Celtics, because it's a developing one, right? If there are two embarrassing posts, it would be Miami Heat, and Miami has not even offered anything. Like, I mean, Miami's even trying to put the the Heat culture jerseys on. Some of the trash talking that was going on about the history with Udonis Haslam in here. Like, they're over-trying to make this something. And I think the Celtics know that, okay, talent-wise – they can't touch us. Last year it was really the Gabe Vincent and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Caleb Williams, the uh, Caleb show. I want to say Caleb Williams because that's what I want to hear. Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin. There you go. It was their show last year that made Miami hot, if I could use their term. That's what made you hot last year. Those guys jumped off that ship and are gone. Is Gabe Vincent even? I don't even think he's. I think he's injured. I don't. I, he's not even getting a run with the Lakers. So. Miami's not that concerned. It, that, that's kind of like that one-off. But with Golden State, you know you only see them twice a year. And when you do, it's a reminder of what could have been and what didn't happen when you last got there. And so that's always, I think, going to be on the fan base's mind. If Golden State has all their people out there, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and whatever other working pieces they're working with, are the Celtics going to find themselves in a competitive game with them when they shouldn't be? They've answered that today, no. So if there's any question moving forward, is what happens if they get Milwaukee in a seven-game series? This is the only thing I think separates between the Celtics winning a championship, well, the Celtics getting to the finals, and winning the championship. If, if, if it comes down to them and Milwaukee in a seven-game series... There's still a piece of nervousness for me. 
right? Because you still have to play the games. You do have superstars over there. You do have role players. I've said that the reason why they went and got Jay Crowder is specifically to harass Jason Tatum in a playoff series. Whatever you think of Doc Rivers, guess what? He did win one here. You know, he. I, I know people make a lot of jokes of how he messed things up. Look, if James Harden is on your team, things can always go bad. <laughs> they, they can always go bad. If you have, what what's the guy's name in, in Brooklyn that never plays? Gosh, Ben Simmons. You have Ben Simmons on your team, things can go bad. But on this team, you don't expect things to go bad with Giannis. You don't expect them to go bad with uh, Stoudemire. I'm sorry. Um, gosh, gosh, what's going on with me? Oh, my gosh. You don't expect things to go wrong with Dame time. And they've got role players like Lopez, Crowder. It, it, I don't know if I'm really super. I, I guess what it comes down to is I'm not worried about the Celtics starting five as much as once you start mixing match the bench and having to go up against Milwaukee. That's the only place where I could see things could be pretty interesting. And I think really because Joel Embiid is not there. Damian Lillard, I'm sorry. Good gracious. Don't if you're ever trying to get in this industry, don't ever agree to do six hours straight of talking. Like you will you will freeze. But I think that's where it comes down to. Like I, I, is there still an answer for Giannis, right? Like you you believe that Porzingis can be that rim protector. He's shown that effectively. But when Giannis gets into your body, it's something different. Like you almost like, hey, Porzingis was really designed to handle Embiid. I don't think Embiid is going to be a factor. I, I, you can't convince me that he's going to come back and be effective or come back and play extended minutes to help Philadelphia in their playoff run. I think it would be a foolish, foolish move to try and push Embiid when he comes back. And enjoy the long vacation, bro. But if the NBA playoffs started, and I'll look at the East and the West. I'll start with the West to see who would potentially come out that the Celtics would meet because I, I think that's what it comes down to. So in in the West, the, the, your opening seed, your opening match would be Minnesota and Dallas. I think Minnesota would win that because I don't know if there's enough gas in the tank, especially if Kyrie isn't fully there, which can happen, that Dallas can make an upset. So Minnesota would beat Dallas. Oklahoma City against Sacramento. I think that'd be a great series, but I think Oklahoma City wins it. They've just got some things together. Then you're looking at Denver versus Phoenix. It's ironic. DeAndre Ayton, who was totally out to lunch last year, um, couldn't do anything or wouldn't do anything against Jokic. Now they physically have nothing there, and there's just there's just no answer for Jokic. So I think Denver is there. So right now, Minnesota at the one, Oklahoma City two, Denver three. They all advance. And then the Clippers against the Pelicans. I like the Clippers in that series. So basically, board one, two, three, four. So now if you tell me that out of the four teams that the Celtics face in the NBA Finals, it would be Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Denver, or the Clippers. Minnesota I wouldn't be worried about because a lot of talent. I don't know if they have the acumen to go through a a rigorous seven-game series with the Celtics mentally there. Oklahoma City, yeah, that size did a number on the Celtics earlier this season, but I don't think they'll have the wherewithal to be there. Denver, I figured out what their secret is. 
it's very much like what the Bruins give up in the last two minutes of a game. If Denver's near, if Denver's within five at the last three minutes in the game, there's a good chance Denver win that game because they could just straight go to the two man game. But you don't really worry about Aaron Gordon on the outside or making any offensive damage. And these other players, you would figure like they're not ready for prime time. And now because you do have a Christoph Porzingis and you have Al Horford that you can run at Jokic, it'd be much more difficult for him. He might get what he needs to do. I mean, the game where they had here where, you know, the Celtics had lost that game at home against them, that's exactly what they did. In the last couple of minutes is what they did was pull it out. I just don't think that would be the case with the Celtics moving forward. The Clippers would be very interesting because you have firepower. You've got four recent All-Stars on that team. And you've got presence in the middle as well. And you've got some great coaching. The Clippers may be the sleeper in the West. And we'll see how those numbers move moving forward. But if the Clippers are coming out of the West to play the Celtics, oh, that might be a series for the ages for sure. So in the East, this is where we feel like things are a bit easier. It'd be the Celtics and Indiana in the first round. I think that's like a gentleman's sweep. Celtics win the first two at home. They win the third game in Indiana. They get so hyped for the people there, like, please, we don't want to sweep. So they win that one game. Celtics come home and win game five with the series never being close. Cleveland right now is the two seed. They would play Orlando. Look, I think Cleveland's got more size and Donovan Mitchell. Some of their shooting, some of their scoring, where it comes from, Levert can be in and out from time to time. So I think they win that series. But I'll put an asterisk to them being a two seed. Milwaukee, the three seed against Miami, the six seed. It was a matchup of last year where Miami was the eight seed and Milwaukee the one seed and Milwaukee lost. Dame Lillard's there now. I think it's a totally different story. Milwaukee is the three seed in the Knicks. And the Sixers, I think, will be an interesting series at the 4-5 because I think these are a couple of teams with a lot of heart, but not a lot of hope (laughs) for the bigger picture. I think the Knicks end up winning that series, but I think Philly might take it to six or seven games to make it interesting. So almost kind of like bored on the Eastern side. And so if now if you're telling me, hey, the Knicks versus the Celtics in a second-round matchup, are you losing sleep? Cleveland versus Milwaukee, you would hope that, Cle- that, that it would just be some big-time fight. But you would say you feel like Cleveland would probably go down in five games to Milwaukee. So you're probably looking at an Eastern at an Eastern Conference final of Milwaukee, the three seed, Boston, the one seed. I think Milwaukee may end up being the two seed. They're only one game back of that two seed, so it's no real different. And the four seed, now you're looking at five a four-game difference. Where in the West, you're probably looking at the Clippers. Hmm. The Clippers in Denver as the finals there. So that is probably that that would be Zach, that would be an impressive finals lineup right there. That Clippers Nugget series, I think, would be incredible. Right. And that's a 3 4 versus Boston, which would be a 1 3. So, look, you know, people have talked about, well, no, this just in Jason Tatum did not go home. He's just sitting on the bench. As the Celtics are up 121 68 with a slight delay on my computer, with a slight delay, me watching it on my computer and up at the TV. You know, I don't want to give it away for some people who are watching on the computer. A 51 point lead. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how you stop the Celtics. I don't. You know, I think the real test, and let's just be honest, we probably won't see it until the Eastern Conference Finals where anything can happen 
and it does involve Giannis. And we know the history between these two teams in terms of going back and forth, drag out. You know, if you remember a couple of years ago, it was kind of like, wow, like Tatum and, and Giannis just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But defeating Giannis meant like you eliminated the most recent NBA champion from the Eastern Conference. And now it's time for you to ascend. I think now where the Celtics are at this point is injury could be the only thing that will get in the way. Like I, that That's the only concern I have is Porzingis' feet because he hasn't played any meaningful basketball into the later months of the season. This will be really his first time. I think about it, as long as he's been in the league, he's never really played for anybody that contended for anything. I don't even... Can, do you remember Porzingis being in any playoffs, Zach? Before this, not off the top of my head. Maybe one or two on the Knicks. Did he play with any when he was on the Mavericks? No, no. Maybe with the Mavs a little bit there. Yeah, with the Mavs because yeah, the comes to yeah, mind but right, that. but nothing that was impactful. That says okay, this guy knows what playoff basketball is about. So maybe these earlier rounds, you know, you don't, you know. You just hope that everybody stays intact. That's just that's just really what it comes down to it. Because if you say a fully healthy Celtics and everybody else fully healthy in the league, I would say Celtics one, Bucks two, Clippers three, Denver four. If everybody's completely healthy at full strength, somebody's like, "Casey, you're crazy. How do you put Denver there? They're defending. It's a two man game. Like if there's any evidence of a two man team, it's Denver." That was kind of the knock on the Celtics, right? It was just Tatum and Brown. Now it's like, man, Derek White might beat you in the first three minutes of the game. Drew Holiday may strip you twice, <laughs> you know, and now and now your backcourt's out of sorts. Porzingis may just start, he might launch threes and then become the rim protector. Celtics have so many ways to beat you. But I don't think we can really count those eggs until they hatch at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. Because I'll tell you right now, if the Celtics get to the NBA Finals again and don't win it this year, this would be the most disappointing Finals loss. I I would put it up there right below the Patriots losing to the Giants after going 16-0. Because it damn near feels like the Celtics going undefeated this year for the most part, doesn't it? Just looked it up. Porzingis played in 10 playoff games with the Mavericks between uh, 2020 and 2021. Right. So 2020 puts you into that. That's also the whatchamacallit year. Yeah, the, the, bubble. Uh, the bubble. Right. So like you literally have the one who say you want to put in a bubble rap playing in the bubble for his a majority of his playoff games. That's probably why I don't remember seeing him in the playoffs because I, I, some, weren't some of those bubble games like in the middle of the afternoon, if I remember? Yeah, like some, some of them started oh. at like one, two p.m. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, like, like I psychologically I should be at work. I, I, I at the time I was working at another radio station here in town, and I had like this emergency pass. It just expired like in February of this year, but I was still physically going into the office. I mean, it was crazy. Like my drive would take me through Burling, uh, through Burlington. I would see fox and deer that I know wouldn't come out nowhere near two. With the regular day traffic, it's just kind of like they're like, "Whoa, we can we can cross this road again safely," you know. So, yeah, that's what we. So we really have to see Przingis in a situation where the team's expected to win. It's expected to win its conference, 
and it's 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 expected to you know win the championship despite who they see in the West, and you be there for all of that. That's why I say you know like could a Hartenstein, where I'm not talking about from a scoring perspective, or a Zubox, I'm sorry, a Zubox, get in his way if they face the Clippers. You know, they're sneakily built well, but I take solace in knowing that James Harden can implode on a team in the middle of the playoffs, see last year Philadelphia versus the Celtics. Just like almost like an in-game pout and not like want to do anything. All right, we'll do draft class next, and then we'll get the results of the greatest of all time Mike's promo skills for Wrestle Madness, Dusty Rhodes against The Rock, the one versus four. We wrap up the show next here on WEEI. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Thank you so much for hanging out on WEEI. It's KJ. If you missed any of the show, I don't blame you. I've been talking for five hours straight and, and chalk it up to my greed, right? It's it, Odyssey app is free. Just download, uh, just type in 93.7 Boston. It'll bring you right here. I, I was going for world dominance today, Zach. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to train myself for those days where they're like, you know, Kay, here's your 10 million a year, but it's going to require you to talk for six straight hours. You're going to go from one room to the other. You're going to transition completely. One, you're going to be talking about all this other national stuff. You might say Boston three times. The other time, you're going to come right in, and you might say anything else but Boston maybe one time. Can you blame me? I mean, everybody should try for world dominance in whatever they do. 37937, text line, Zach, what you got? Texter says, damn, man, careful. You don't throw out your shoulder carrying all that water for Red Sox ownership. I guess that was kind of creative, but I'm just letting you know how it what's going on, right? It look, I, I'm not telling you that they don't want to put the best team on the field. I'm just trying to tell you that some of the dynamics that they're looking at, and if they see an area where I remember when I first came to Boston 20 years ago, it was like market seven or eight. It just flip flop with DC. So if you see that people are moving out. Then you start thinking like, okay, do we really invest the way that we we once were? Well, like, I, I just broke it down to you. Like, if everybody was responsible for paying towards the two hundred million dollar payroll for a team in the Boston area market, Boston that would include Worcester, Manchester, New Hampshire, but not down to Providence. Providence is its own it's its own market. Forty dollars and eighty cents per person. Like, imagine getting that in the bill. You're like, damn. So that's why they're not necessarily spending where if you did the same thing in New York for a $200 million payroll, you send a bill for 10 bucks to everybody. There's a difference. You know, $40 coming out of your pocket is you're going to get a different product than if people only have to pull 10 out. You could spend more. That's why the Yankees 
can go to a $300 million threshold. That's why the Dodgers can go to these high thresholds. Because they have solidified population that's right there. This this has nothing to do with me saying ownership's right or ownership's wrong. I'm just saying understand. That was something that was taught to me years ago. It's not important if you agree or disagree. is if you understand. And and sometimes, you know, you're going to only understand what you want to understand. You're only going to want to hear what you want to hear. This team is kind of in the Detroit Phoenix market area, and you might see spending that goes along with those teams. It won't look good, but there's almost just as many people in Detroit as there is in, in Boston. But if you said, yeah, we're going to spend like the Tigers, what would you say? Oh, it's a small market team. About the same size. So that's that's just all I'm trying to get across. That's why you see a deal like a C.J. Crone just pop up. I know it's frustrating. I'm frustrated too. You know, you don't feel like any, you, you're almost kind of glad that these these guys that are on the team outside of Devers for the most part, and I'm not trying to diss anybody on the team. It's like, shh, thank goodness you don't have last names on there. It's just kind of where demographics are moving, and Boston is kind of like the East Coast roast, Rust Belt. You see what I'm saying, Zach? It's, it's not about agreeing or disagreeing. It's just understanding where the numbers are. I do. I think my biggest point of disagreement is that the Red Sox have made themselves into like a national and then trying to be a global brand. So you can say like, oh, well, we're going to market the Fenway experience, which is all well and good because you are going to get people to come to Fenway Park because it's Fenway Park, because it's 110, 115 years old. Mm-hmm. But nobody's going to come, like at least Red Sox fans, aren't going to be like, all right, well, let's go out there and watch the last place Boston Red Sox. So that's where they kind of lose me on well, the whole Fenway experience well, thing. Well, this is what I said two, three years ago. Look at all that development they were doing there off of Ipswich Ips, Ips, Sweet Street. Jeez, I can't talk. Figures I would pick Ipswich Sweet Street to say towards the end of the show. All the development, the new the new performance hall. It's all about building the experience around the ballpark. Like, I mean, do you think they care whether you show up at the first inning or the seventh inning? Or hey, there's a great show next door. Like, now look, I know as a local you don't care. But the ticket doesn't know whether you're local or not when you walk in and it's paid for. And so if you're one of those that's just like, well. We'll show them locally what it's like the story I tell. I won't say the name of the bar, but it's the one that everybody that's a tourist that goes to and nobody local goes to it. As soon as I come to it's the first place I want to go. Really? There are 10, there are 10, 10 other places on the street. I can tell you about that's like more authentic where you'll find locals, where you see how people really live. I mean, there you, I mean, Nah, but okay, I'll take you there. But nobody local is in there. And if that's what Fenway starts to become, I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's just what it is. All right, let's get the draft class. Hit it, Zach. Third pick, the New England Patriots. I'm upset. Say it louder! I'm upset! Not quite my tempo. Okay, I'm going to go through these different receivers and players. I kind of gave away who's one. They're ranked one, and then I'll tell you if they're not my tempo or they are my tempo. Okay, give me the first one, Zach. Marvin Harrison Jr. His comp, according to CBS, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. 
The knock showed frustrations at time at the level of quarterback play in 2023. So that's why I say no. If you don't, if, if the quarterback is uncertain for the Patriots, you, you may not get the best out of Marvin Harrison Jr. until you finally go and get him a quarterback that's established. And now you may be having to pay retail price just to make your rookie receiver happy in their first, uh, second, third year. So look, I mean that sounds great, but if you had the quarterback in place, if if Mac Jones had performed or had increased, it would be a no-brainer. He would be sitting there for him, but now you got to get back to the quarterback. All right, second one. Caleb Williams. His comp? Patrick Mahomes. The knock tries to do too much at times, but I say if he's at three, yes. Here's why. So you do know the difference. You just came off of a quarterback who didn't do enough at times. So you need to go with someone who's making an effort to try and make a play after coming from seeing a person just give up plays and just kind of lay down on the field. Next. Malik Neighbors. His comp is Brandon Ayuk. Which is why I make that a no at three and occasionally gets physically pressed, beaten at the line. Okay, if that's happening, and that's happening in college... Oh, yeah, your body frame and those receivers will jam you. What is your speed really then now when the pro game is all about timing? Next. Olu Fashanu. His comp is Trent Williams. Ooh. And when they say Trent Williams, they always say the good Trent Williams. Needs to continue to refine his technique because sometimes he relies on his athleticism to win versus lesser opponents. Hey, if means good offensive line coaching, you can get that right here, son. And if you already got the athleticism, maybe you can show some of it to Cole Strange. All right, next. Jaden Daniels. His comp, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, that is the worst comp I've heard. But then when you think of the Tyrod Taylor story, it's a guy pretty much was about to get his chance and got his lung punctured, and here comes Justin Herbert. Look, I would say yes to Jaden Daniels at that spot. The knock on him is that he has average arm strength. I say this, when you've got lack of arm strength, but you've got mobility, you can use your strength, you, you use your legs to roll out. Not always taking off, but if you can roll out and create space, it's the yards after catch that will make you successful. And next. Last one, Drake May. His comp, guy you just mentioned, Justin Herbert. Yeah, I think that's such an easy one. They try to make to better make that situation for Drake May. I say no. And the knock is at times awkward when attempting to navigate the pocket. Have we heard that before and have we seen that for the last couple of years? So that's draft class. Look, I would say yes to Caleb Williams. Yes to Jaden Daniels. No to Marvin Harrison Jr. because you don't have a quarterback. No to Malik Neighbors as well. And I would pass on Drake May just because what if he turns out to be Mac Jones 2.0? Thank you so much for your patience today. My voice is even going hoarse, Zach. And who who is the winner? Give us a brief synopsis of the GOAT for today's winner between Dusty Rhodes and The Rock. The winner is? The Rock is going to move on. Oh, wow. So not only does Cody's dad get beaten, but Cody may get beaten here as well. So next week, two versus three, the winner of that matchup goes up against The Rock to determine who is the greatest all-time with the mic skills in professional wrestling. At KJ Carson on Twitter, at WEEI on Twitter as well. Have a great Sunday. Talk to you again next week. See ya. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.